0: The following podcast contains three mates talking shit over some beers. As you can imagine, the language can get a wee bit hairy from time to time. So, get involved. Grab a beer and join us for Drunk Therapy, the podcast. By the way, how good is Buckfast? Like, I know James used <laughs> to just You just fucking... You're just <laughs> fucking... You're <still> in fuck. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I oh, know, but you just... Buckfast in Scotland, by the way, in New Zealand, it's... We don't have something similar, but it ruins communities but fuck me it's amazing a bottle when of buckfast <laughs> yeah i don't think buckfast buckfast is just a, an aid in have ruining been communities to
1: buckfast, <laughs> it's pretty fucking peaceful it's and,
0: glorious you know, yeah. it's not peaceful isn't there like 16 fucking cans of red bull and a bottle of
1: buckfast no at buckfast oh, Abby, the, the red The from was, a peaceful place i want
0: to
2: hear about buckfast Abbey. have you actually been to Buckfast? i Abby? have
1: i so when i was maybe what age was i maybe seven prime age in scotland Scotland.
2: that's too young no
1: i was on the road so when my when my dad and my mom were together they got divorced when i was like two and a half they got back together when i was like six they went on they went on a tour well i got taken on a tour with shaka khan and bon jovi Nice Just um, name dropping A little bit of humble brag there <laughs> oh, no. on, one of the, on one of the trips We went past Buckfast Abbey And I didn't realise at the time But I got a picture Taken of me outside outside Buckfast Abbey The biz- oh.
2: most bizarre thing Before we all get into it, but I've, I haven't drank Buckfast Since i was like six years We've talked about this mm-hmm. And then um, the but it's mental that it's made by monks and it's this monastery and it is just used for absolute <laughs> fucking country up in Scotland. Uh, right it's to cheap personal it? degree, N- not anymore,
0: is it not? I, not. I I bought some. I bought how a much? How much was that? Seven fifty, right? So seven fifty for a liter of Buckfast and seven hundred fifty mils. It's thirteen percent and it's got as many cans of Red Bull. It's got, oh. It's like, not a can of Red Bull, no, it's caffeine. It's caffeine. It's got as much caffeine as, say, maybe six or seven cans of Red Bull. So, this thing is like Probably a delightful not. party drink. It's just like you want to have fun, you want to be excited, yeah, I mean, you want it to be is drunk. Good. It-
1: Like it's caught on in London So like maybe like a year and a half ago Everyone was like What is Buckfast It became this new thing Hipster London Not hipster no But like all my mates Just like suddenly started So so hipster London (laughs) No okay, I was was never the hipster London Never But um, no everyone like Everyone's like Getting right on that shit
3: What Um, I was going to say At the start of this episode is it's always my favourite episodes when Shane starts drunk and he's drunk a full <laughs> bottle of Buckfast. And Here we are delighted we that Lauren Spiteri, the first female ever to headline Queen Tuts at Yay. Transmit, Woo! is in the studio with us and we've known each other for about 15 years. It's, it's yeah, great to fuck, be in yeah. front of a microphone because each as recording artists as, as i mentioned i'm a gay pop artist yeah. <laughs>
1: that's where we both started exactly it's
3: good to be in front of microphones so i don't think we ever shared a proper microphone in the studio to do what we No, you never asked me best. to come on
1: any of your songs <laughs> I, know, so. I know i've not
3: done i i've not done a track in like 10 years but you know, he's about his, to do one against Stormzy so he's was, starting a what? beef against Stormzy Andy's when you jump on there shit, no, like, no, I realised that Transmit and Glastonbury I shouldn't start a beef against Stormzy because he's quite he's got quite the repertoire people know and the about him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah uh, true. start a
3: beef with somebody else AJ Tracy come at me oh
0: he's a good one he's up and coming he's hes good but I also young even I don't know who that is, who that is. nah it, right, right, I, I, I acted like I did I know one song and I went oh let me tell you about AJ Tracy he's a good man how was that
3: by the way because Queen Tut's relatively new celebrating female musicians in Scotland and beyond it was uh, because we went down and seen you on the Friday night Shane and I it was on the banks of the River Clyde just at that point in Glasgow Green where Mm -hmm. you would go down you would sit with your wee sandwiches and watch people row past the river it was fucking amazing it was really sunny it was just at the point where we came down I think you were well, maybe a few songs in It was just such a cool fucking vibe
1: I mean it was great Just to be asked at this point in my career To play a festival Like I didn't think it would happen so quickly Because um, I've been playing just like a lot acoustic shows And really like I only ma- like decided to release a track in March Because I was like fuck it Like what have I got to lose i had been like pondering about Should I put music out And like not you know couldn't really make my mind up and i went do you know what put this song out that i really love and let's see what happens then get asked to play transmit so I put my band together to play like a full band which i hadn't done before and uh it, i mean it was great i loved every minute of it and, it and it totally like it made me realize that this is what i'm meant to do and what i want to do
3: nice because we had rachel jackson in a we while ago and she was like you know you have to have the passion to fucking really pur- pursue something yeah you've been doing music for what over a decade
1: yeah i started writing songs when i was 10. it started off poetry so like i won a few poetry competitions with like when i was young in school um and then like teaching myself to play the guitar that's kind of like how it developed but it's always been a massive passion of mine and it wasn't ever really something that i thought about picking out there it like it was always just a hobby and then it was like my producer that convinced me like you have to let people hear this stuff and like that's how it happened. That's
3: the fuck it attitude, I love that because we at the tail end of last year recorded what, maybe five pilot episodes it's of too this? Many. And <laughs> then at the start of this year we went fuck it because I was worried it. about people judging. You're like, worried about you people's do. opinions and then you're like fuck it, just put it out and but see like, what
1: happens. 100%. And the big thing for me was it was never that like I felt that I had to live up to my aunt like at all it was never that but it was like I have to almost like carry on this name or represent that like, I was almost like scared to talk about things that I wanted to speak about because like how is that going to affect other people you know
0: so you just talked about your aunt then for people who don't know your aunt's in Texas isn't she she uh,
1: has that- in the band not in the country <laughs> she's she just <laughs> she might <laughs> be that. in Texas
0: she- <laughs> has that helped or has that hindered you do you think honestly
1: i don't i don't think either or yeah like really like it was amazing like i think that's what gave me the desire to be in music of growing up with not only my aunt but my stepdad who is an amazing musician um growing up in that it just felt right this is what i want to do i guess there has been times where i felt when it for example, when I was in like back in the day in the hip hop group,
3: yeah, it's you know, fucking hip hop. I
1: so like you know what we were quite good, like you know I for tell our age. That. Like I was thirteen when I started singing. You guys with were them. my
3: favourite
2: members of Blazing Squad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> people used to say I looked like Kenzie, mate. <laughs> I don't sorry, know if that's that a compliment, yeah. but in the day he was a sexy one. But we were good, man. Because we there's not a lot of people, and you you talk about maybe what fifteen years later worrying about putting a track out. Back then, you you just you didn't, didn't have it. There was at no holds barred. You were like, fuck, track, 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 rap, well, rap, rap, it. stage, like, stage. I remember stage.
1: being in town and the boys like Sammy and IB came up to me at Buchanan Gallery stairs and they were like, Spiteri, we hear that like you sing and I was like, yeah, and I sang uh, a Beyonce song <laughs> nice. like as my sort of like addition, and then they got me into the studio and they literally played a beat and they were like can you write to this and that's when i was like i can write a fucking good song and you like had even confidence back then. man you
3: were like at that point and i was saying it in a previous podcast at that point you just thought fuck it the sky's the limit i'm going to make it there was no inhibitions i genuinely thought i was yeah. going to be a massive musician at yeah. that point but you were likely the same you don't fucking no, don't I worry was, about anything i
1: was but it wasn't until we started to gain a little bit of, like, people were showing interest and the papers got in touch and they wanted to do a story and one of the headlines was, I want to be even bigger than my aunt. It's taken away from the fact that these boys who have actually got me into the studio and made me, like, work on my craft and made me who I am, it's been taken, not from me, but taken away from them These guys who have created this whole amazing vibe and these songs and suddenly the focus is on me and I don't want it to be about that. And then it grew into like, okay, when I started making my own music, is the focus going to be on Texas rather than me? And that was probably something that kept me back from doing it for so long.
3: And then this year you just went, fuck it, doesn't matter.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, just, you know, with age, like I'm getting on. What age are you now? 30. 30. Don't it? look it and don't Too look at. Yes. Don't
3: Too look old. a
0: day over thirty five, I
1: swear.
3: <laughs> yeah, by the way, how weird's it been in your thirties, guys? Like genuinely. I sure,
1: sure. I completely fucking embrace it. Like nice, aye. I do. I feel like the best is yet to come.
3: I like that attitude, but no, it's I do. still weird being in your thirties because I I I still hold memories of my mum and dad in their thirties and that's whenever oh, no, totally. your, your best memories of your parents are like in the 30s, you know, you, yeah. you're just a kid at Christmas, Still fucking doing stuff for you. You're looking at me as if, no, my mum and my dad.
0: dad is old as fuck, and he <laughs> had me, I think, when he was 37, so my memories of dad, like, was it when he was, like, 42 or 43? See, my
1: mum's only 49. My dad
0: was retired before no, I left high school. My so dad, your mum had you 18?
1: Like, yeah,
2: 17, 18. That's when my mum had my brother. I hate yeah. being in my 30s. Like, honestly, I, I regret... No,
1: I mean, I kind of, like... I, <laughs> I regret, you regret being 30? I regret missing
2: out on so much. <laughs> you more, regret but
1: living till 30? Like, what like, fuck?
2: I was, well, that partially, but um, <laughs> I was a recluse, so I, I didn't really start having a social life until, like, my mid-20s, so now all I do now is go, man, fuck, see, when I was 18, I should have been, like, taking no, pills and doing no, this and no, doing no, that. no, not and, at
1: all, because, like, I didn't really have that, like, I had, like, friends or whatever, but, like, I feel now with with like age comes like knowledge i don't know like i still feel young at heart i like i feel I yeah i don't know like, i like i feel like i'm living my best life right now i can, like, can kind of get what you're way. saying though. no but i hate it like i never like, i never had my first like proper proper female friend until i was 21 you know like i didn't there was like a lot of things that i hadn't really like experienced. Like, and then I got to like my like late 20s, and then like now I just feel ready to take like shit on as I, I don't.
3: I get that, but I also get where you're coming from because if you've been a recluse in your 20s, there's a lot of situations where in your 30s you can't really walk in with a fuck it attitude, but in your 20s you can. You can go, Do you know what? I'm going to experiment with this, or I'm going to do some dumb shit. You can't do it in your 30s and if you missed out on the chance to do it in your 20s then you missed out on the chance to do it to be fair i done a lot of dumb shit in my 20s <laughs> but
2: it didn't involve like fun stuff it just and this is my the extent of my uh, research on you Lauren, was a, an interview that i read in the sun earlier today so like 95 percent, this is probably wrong because it's the because sun, it's the sun. Yeah. <laughs> but um, i was interested that you talked that you spent what 10 years in london yeah and you had loads of jobs and uh, i've spoke before on this how so i'm 31 and i've had just done just over 25 jobs since i was 16 yeah and i thought like that's cool yeah. like i was like but yes so
1: like a jack of all trades master of none and like i've been having this conversation with my little sister recently who she puts so much pressure on herself to have like to, to get the best grades at school and like she is super fucking bright and talented and like amazing at everything that she does but she doesn't know what she wants to do. So That's I'm like,
3: fine, man. No, no,
1: no, totally. And I think the fact that a 16 year old should know what it is they want to do is like absurd. But what I've tried to express to her is like maybe it's better than putting that pressure on yourself to get these grades to go to university or whatever it is to study something when you don't know what the fuck it is you want to do. Go out and experience the world. Like I started working when I was 13. And i've worked like every day since and like that experience for me was like the best thing just like out in the world you know
3: and how was buckfast abbey to work in <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you ever enough. find out the secret <laughs> to the numbers uh, the numbers so in the bottle yeah it has a theory it's i think the like viscosity apparently yeah. wasn't it is oh, it not it the lower nu- the lower the number like the stronger
2: Nah. It's that's what I mean. I've
1: got a friend. Johnny Kerr who he knows everything there is to know about Bug
2: We need to get that guy on. So what was the number in your bottle, Shane? we still got it to
1: hand? Sh- ah, oh, just sit there, poured it into a glass nah.
2: because I'm a classy <laughs> bitch. <laughs> it's not worth the look, but everyone had a theory that I
1: won't I won't get him on, but I'm gonna message him. I find find out. out
3: right, Lauren. Let's yeah. job off for a wee second, then yeah. he did twenty-five. Do you think you can beat twenty-five for the number of jobs that you did when you were in London over ten years?
1: Maybe not just in London, but maybe in life. Should we try?
3: Let's go we'll okay. run, run through, run we'll through. We'll just,
1: it. Okay. Let, so I worked to Mister Bailey's Newsagents, <laughs> Risa Rusks Hairdressers, House of Fraser's, in the Kurt Geiger department. Then I moved to the Gucci department. Then, so is that two
3: jobs or is that one I job? Count we'll that is two. No, give it two.
1: you. Then I moved to Cruise. No, actually. King Tut's in the bar yeah. then Cruise I think I moved to London from Cruise so then I worked in a I worked in Joe Malone in the Flower Pot
0: that sounds like a pub was that yeah, Bill and th- Ben the Flower Pot means no. like they're local
1: no so the Flower Pot actually was started off by so it, these guys it started this night called Frog London which they kind of like founded they 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 were the first guys to put on shows for like Florence and the Machine, The Cooks,
3: nice.
1: uh, Mumford and Sons. Like that's where they all got discovered.
3: So did they put it on in this pub?
1: In this place called Nambuka. Mm-hmm. But then they opened this place called the Flower Pot, which is where I ended up living and working. It was me and seven guys. Jesus. Yeah. Your
2: job adventure is way more exciting than mine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever have a job so shit that it sort of inspired you to go, I can never... Like go back there because I was talking about this with call center work, and people—I mean, there's people out there who fucking love call center work, and you're mental if you are. But um, I hated, I hated the experience so much that I always kind of used that to drive me on and go, yeah, I can never end up back in a job like that because it is the fucking dudge, like it's the worst thing yeah. ever.
1: Um, not really. Like I feel like I've like I've always worked in the hospitality like service industry, which is like something I've enjoyed but it is getting to a point now like so I work I work in the beer hall so I'm like I moved back from London and I'm like it costs money to be a musician and to like try and make this happen because like I finance everything on my own so working in the beer hall is great like absolutely fucking like the best team I've ever worked with and like I've worked in a lot of bars amazing but when sometimes it's like customers i'm just like really am i gonna go through this fucking shit every day
2: General public just, or the worst no people. but it
1: is and like we were talking about this earlier like i feel like everyone should work like at least like a couple of months within the service industry and they'll like they'll realize that we're not fucking magicians or like today at work there's a moment i thought i could maybe burst out crying
0: shit. like really
1: what happened just like people's attitude man like, they just don't get it. They walk in and you say, it's going to be a 40-minute wait for food. Okay. 15, 17 minutes? Where's my food? Oh, well, we explained to you it's going to be a 40-minute wait. And just like, the, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just But Some difficult. of
3: like the beer hall, the distraction is the beer. You know, you wouldn't worry about in my opinion, that's the kind of customer I am. I'm like, right, 40 minute yeah. wait, sound, give me some beers. And then by the time I'm tanking mean, like, the beers, no, listen, I don't even remember so that many, I've ordered food. There,
1: <laughs> There's so many like, great customers and a lot of people are like, I'm not talking about the majority, like it is a minority, but they can really just like ruin your day of just like, also just like, see when it comes to like tipping, right? there was a table today who there was a group of so they ordered 10 pizzas so however many yeah 10 of them i guess
3: two for one
1: Uh, two for one exactly by the way the
3: warehouse pizzas are slept on they're some of the nicest pizzas in glasgow the pizzas are
1: fucking great they are so good so they order these 10 pizzas and they get their drinks and it was like hundred and twelve pounds. And they gave me hundred and twenty. And the woman goes, Keep the change. And like one of the guys that's with them goes, Oh no, I need like I put in I didn't get like as much as you guys. So like I need eight pounds back.
3: Oh, wow. And every the full, no, the full eight pounds coming no, back. but now. So
1: everyone's looking at him like, Are you serious? Anyway, I go away. As I, like I come back up a bit late and the girl goes, Here's your tenor, like for your tip with tipping it's like if you're in a big like i will always do even if i buy a drink i will give like 50p or a pound or whatever it is it's the wealthy cunts that tip that's why they're fucking wealthy that's exactly (laughs) that 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 is why they're fucking wealthy
2: uh, that i was on holiday recently and i was like the poorest one of the 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 group that i was on holiday with and uh, i hope they don't listen to this podcast because i'm about to call them out as being quite stingy but (laughs) your mates (laughs) no it wasn't my mates it was just like a tour group i was part of but they Fuck were all you, you extensively <laughs> wealthier than I was, and uh, there was times where I was having to like go back and go, mate. There's like more money, yeah. And to the point where we left a hotel one day, and there was a guy with like the fucking I don't know what you would call him, but he had like the luggage, the, uh, like, um, the thing on wheels. Like you porter it? is that porter, the name? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And he's like, "Zem, they want their suitcases taken back to the bus," and no one done it apart from these two people, but they didn't tip the guy, and you're like that's this guy, like, that's the whole point, but they were wealthy, like, they were rich, and they were so stingy, and, like, the general public, is, once you've dealt with the general public in a job just learn so much about not how a current lot. they the, are. Yeah. The
1: majority of the general public have not worked within the service industry. So they just think you're just like, like, like you know, walking about putting pizzas like, down on their table or whatever. They don't realise the actual work that goes in to the preparation of the day or like the closing of the night. Or they think that like, oh, I don't like know. It's, just it's like, instantaneous. Some certain like, requests that they make is just like so easy. And like, the attitude towards people is just like it just like it gets me down when like it takes so much more effort to be a cunt than it does just to be nice
2: children are not exempt from this because james you're with me here children are not
1: uh, children are not allowed in the beer hall just let my
2: first job was in mcdonald's and children are not exempt from this rule because i had one and I used to hate the fact that I had to wear a name badge. I hated it. Mm. But so there was one day I get made to wear my name badge, and there was this wee guy, and he must have been about nine, and he went, "All right, Danny, can I get a caramel <laughs> sundae, please, Danny?" And that's like, that's quite polite, though, isn't it? it? It's not. It's not
3: really polite. Isn't it? quite polite. Calling him Danny. So <laughs> getting, getting <laughs> I've never worked
0: this. in the service industry, so, so I'm I, getting uh, daggers over there. I went away and got and
2: put. <laughs> prepared this little boy's ice cream but also added like a fuck ton of onions and mustard to it <laughs> and I like can't. mixed it all in and I was like there's your ice cream oh, you funny like that's fucking call come. me my name you uh, did, me dick.
3: did I ever tell you the story in a podcast or maybe I just told someone in real life when I worked at McDonald's there was a guy that my manager hated absolutely fucking hated and he ordered a cheeseburger and my manager just snotted down on his bugger uh, and put uh, it in, the, wrapped it up and gave it to him and I was like, right, I'm gonna leave soon.
2: Nah, <laughs> I don't
0: feel
3: comfortable. With I
0: want to leave this situation. I found I McDonald's is, is probably,
2: out. arguably, one of the most hygienic food places you're working because they're so big on cleanliness. Not when you snotter in someone's bugger. Ex- ex- <laughs> ex- yeah, but I
3: you can do that, that.
2: anywhere. And putting onions in little kids. <laughs> I do that stuff to my girlfriend.
0: Well. Like whenever I cook dinner, I'm like, fucking you. Mate, you do a lot. got <laughs> your girlfriend of yeah, this yeah, yeah. podcast anything to go by? I hope no one's listened to all the episodes because I just seem like. Did your
1: girlfriend listen? No,
0: <laughs> she she listened to the dominatrix one that we did with Megara. It's because you got whipped by her. Because <laughs> I got whipped by a dominatrix, and she went. Nice. She was lovely, and I was like, she, she was. was lovely. She was, but <laughs> I, I had two things to say. Uh, first of all, warm tenants is fucking push.
1: Pesh water
3: Once you move from Pish like I'm, I'm drinking Innocent I'm Gun I'm doing a sexy
1: voice again Pesh water, <laughs> Pish um, water.
3: Um, Once Pish you move like from Innocent Bingo. Gun Which is a very very nice beer To tenants Warm tenants It's, you know it's a stark difference My
1: favourite is Obviously you've not got it Is it Vine Steffen?
3: obviously we've not got it in our extensive drunk
0: therapy no, bar well, we've then, actually got a bartender not, listen,
1: can we just like Weinsteffen is, is a German wheat beer it's 5.4% <laughs> you said
0: <laughs> you know. like an ad for Weinsteffen Weinsteffen no Steffen. I fucking
1: love it I love it but it sends me local <laughs> yeah, like me it like, really does why are you stabbing people no, is no, but then, no, the no, German
3: but, beer sends us Spanish
1: yeah <laughs> it does <laughs> it does but <laughs> no it's, it's really really good where but do
0: you it, get
3: Vine Stefan In the beer hall Obviously
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. This is all a big I always thought we plug, should plug your music But it's not nah, It's a plug for beer <laughs> Get
3: maybe. a Vine Stefan And get a <laughs> washed.
1: But like No but like With my co-workers The joke is like Don't fucking get Lauren a Vine Stefan Because she'll be like Just You any. know it's, it's send, like It, it sends time. her off on one My mum comes in For lunch the other day And she sits down And someone's everything. she's like What What can we get you And she's like A Vine Stefan she's like Lauren is her mother's Fucking daughter <laughs> Lauren nice. is our mother's daughter How is your mum? She, <laughs> she's good. She still thinks you're short So this is uh, You're not like, big though So your
3: mum's like married to a guy Exact same height as me more or less You might be smaller might be smaller <laughs> And the first time I met Lauren's mum She was like You're quite short And I'm like you oh, <laughs> dick
1: Coming from a mum that's like Fucking five foot shy Like
3: Yeah I might fight you on
0: Monday but well, like, know, Fucking like-
1: get in the queue <laughs> <laughs>
0: You were you were talking before about like you need to work in the service industry. Do you think that's helped you as a musician with the hustle? Because we were talking to Rachel Jackson about the hustle with acting and stuff. There is a there is a certain amount of fucking fuck you. I will make this happen. That it's needed to totally. make it happen. Do you totally. think that's helped or do you
1: don't well, think it's needed? No, I think that everything that has happened to me in my life has helped me. Like, has molded me into the person that I am. Yeah, like you know. I wouldn't. I could have like I could have taken a record deal a long time ago,
2: yeah,
1: and been like made the songs that someone else wanted me to sing or whatever. Instead, I've chosen to to work in to basically pay my way and work in jobs that I don't particularly want to. But I would rather do it that way. And the hustle has made me stronger. But like, music's a fucking hustle. Yes, yeah. like that's why I'm working a job. Like I, re- I've been working three jobs at a time just to pave my way for music to be able to afford it.
0: And and recently, you've like, there's been artists that have become like multimillionaires off being independent. Like you've got mm-hmm. like Mclemore is probably the first big one to not be signed and do like round the world arena tours. Not yeah. signed. Chance the rapper is another one that chose to turn down yeah. fucking late record
1: but labels. Mummy
3: man Stormzy eh? Yeah, he's done that as well. But that I I feel like that's the
1: way to go. Like I was, I so I was offered. I was working with a small indie label. They, they, I've been like recording some music that like they knew that I sang. They got me involved and got me working with a writer and recording these songs that I wasn't writing. It was mainly the writer, and they like had this whole idea of how they wanted to put it out and basically make it like a sort of like Lara's is it Zara Larson, yeah, Uh, yeah, thing. And then it came round to it, and I'm like, that it just would never be me. And the deal was they would give me like 60,000 advance. Is it? Bear in mind. Not- well, do you know Mate, what? That's 60,000 got- pounds. No, listen, <laughs> I was living in a fucking cupboard in London. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, literally. And that's a
3: month's rent right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Pretty much. But it was like, okay, I was like, okay, 60,000, nice. But for the next 10 years of my life, and they had it all written down in a contract because I'd had a couple of um, like like clothing labels that were interested in doing this. like I can't really get into it, but anyway, the, this label seen it as a thing of like, okay, so there might be other avenues that this girl can make money. Mm. So they, in the contract, was like, if Lauren Sputari releases a book, a perfume and it was like listed all these like obscene things we will get 50 percent of her income Ooh. and i'm like but nah like six like that's not why i'm fucking doing music
3: yeah but it all sounds really pre-packaged doesn't it it's like mm-hmm. they've just looked at you and went right there's a commodity here is what she can do and in- Rather than just look intrinsically at what you're passionate about, which is the music, they're going, right, so here's these other avenues that we can make money off of. I mean, you giving a fuck about clothing, you're giving a fuck about perfume. You know, these are all added extras that you maybe in the future could go, I'll monetize my, you know, career off that. But right now, all you want to do is music. And one of the main things you said there was the writer. Knowing you as I do, you're not getting anything out of that someone else writes the music for you.
1: Yeah. No. So sometimes you about- sometimes you don't even get it as the writer. <laughs> like you don't. <laughs> I've have i I've run tracks for some like big bands that I will not name and I've got checks through for fourteen pound twenty. Fourteen pound twenty. Do you really keep you those checks? Got <laughs> yeah, so tell to, us t- to take it to fucking court. No, i <laughs> <on. laughs>
3: Tell us about your writing then. Like what you get from it.
1: A- um it's just my fourteen pound twenty is what she gets from it. <laughs> it's a yeah. very specific
3: number, isn't it?
1: um it's my it's my former therapy it has been since i was a little girl like that's why i started writing um i'm like i guess like a closed book when it comes to well not so much anymore now like that i'm older but i was when i was younger writing poetry is where it started i've been like how can i express my feelings and that's what happened
3: i spoke to Loki recently about how when i was in the rap game (laughs) Oh. <laughs> the rap game the rap game <laughs> yeah 50 boy cent over there. um but i had to uphold this image you know i boxed myself off as this guy that was damaged lived in a scheme and i had to yeah. you know go through this vicious circle and i wasn't for expressing my feelings other than when i wrote do you think that is what you did then and it's since changed that you can openly talk about your feelings well, and then write them down
1: yeah i feel like when it started working with like the hip-hop groups it was more about i kind of had an idea of what i should be speaking about so it was all love and like relationships and that kind of thing um but before that like it wasn't like all my poetry and stuff was always about like real life shit but i never let anyone see that um now it is all very much very deep personal real about my family about life love loss like i write about a lot of dark stuff not dark stuff but like my stepdad always told me that like, you can write about sad things but like in a positive try and do it in a positive way and like for me that's just healing like it makes me make sense of situations
2: i was gonna say that sounds like a lot of the stuff that like say guys like nick cave and all that would write then oh yeah yeah I mean, and it's kind of yeah, like you can cave, yeah. write the most dismal fucking music in the world but it sounds tremendous. No, but that's it because like,
1: we all feel like for me, like when I first started listening to music, I so it was the, it was Stereophonics, Local Boy in the Photograph, uh, yeah. which is a song about a boy getting run over in his hometown. And I was eight years old when my stepdad took me to a, his, his tour manager at the time, Dave McGeakin, Uncle Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> <Shout> um, <out. laughs> yeah. Uh His record store, and I picked up like not knowing who Stereophonics were, and back then you used to have like the lyrics in like yep. the sleeve. That was one of my Good favorite things, man. And you opened them up, and you would just sung them. Yeah. Oh no, that's that same size feet. I'm <laughs> singing a different song. <laughs>
2: Local boy
3: in a photograph. <laughs> shit, to Google lyrics
2: these days. Like I missed
3: Reading lyrics
1: Well that's it That's a big thing That like I'm going for Like I've got a little Secret page that I put all my poetry And all that Well not so secret anymore
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing Because Everyone's going through Different shit So like if you're going Through something And you're like Oh should I write about it Should I not Chances are 90 or you know Maybe not that high But a huge percentage Of your audience Of the world Are going through The same thing So if you're going Oh is this too dark Chances are Most people are fucking Going through thoughts
1: that are too dark, we all are. We all are, but it doesn't even have to be the same thing. I didn't know a boy that got run over by a train. Do you know what I mean? And and I still don't, but I still took something from that song, and like and and dead with so many of like that. Like Kelly Jones will for like will always be the like he's the one that got me into songwriting. You don't have to be going through the same thing as the writer went through when he wrote the song, but. There'll always be some way someone can relate to it.
2: It's, it's amazing how songs can. Kind of, I'm not a fucking romantic person in the slightest, but again, it's, sorry to go back to Nick Cave. He has a song called Into My Arms, and I'm not a religious person, but he writes this as an atheist singing to his Christian wife, and the lyrics are just fucking incredibly moving and then he does another one called death is not the end which again is about kind of like contemplating suicide and yeah when you're sad and feeling lonely and you haven't got a friend just remember that death is not the end is just a fucking sensation. Like, and i line. feel
1: like people need these things to like see them through some dark times
3: what's your go-to dark times songs
1: oh i got one writing my own <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of um Ben
0: Harper, Ben Harper is huge and
3: no, just, one, like, no one believes you have dark times No, 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 but, no like, 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 like
0: You're I'm, thinking of uh, the Muppets
2: theme tune again No,
0: but I've been through breakups and stuff like that Ben Harper is a huge one live from Mars That album sensational Excuse me, mister is fucking sensational And Another Lonely Day I guarantee if you're going through a breakup It is the best song to listen to That kind of, it lets you have a wee bit of mopiness And then it goes, alright, accept that, move on It's a fucking sense Ben Harper to me is like Buddha fucking love that
1: fucking no Kelly Jones man
3: what song though like so you're not writing and you need to go you're feeling quite down and you just need a fucking song that doesn't and a lot of people think that you need a song to pick you up I, I'm, I'm no, the I'm opposite no I'm very a, much our, different um, yeah you want yeah. a song that just absorbs your feelings what's um, your song
1: I love The Cure ah,
3: Disintegration is one of my favourite tunes is of all time
1: Fascination Street
3: Nice, They're playing um, in Glasgow soon as well.
1: I know, yeah, I know. A of weeks. Um, so that um, I like, I do love Lana Del Rey.
3: Yeah, there's something just really cool about Lana Del Rey because she was in the cusp of being like so fucking famous, but she just pushed through. Her in that first no, but album. she,
1: no, but she is. She and I get that, it. but she's not
3: like fucking Beyonce famous but she could have been no but who
1: fucking wants to be anyway Beyonce has like 20 people writing a song for her now But... but like I was listening to like writings on the wall like today on my way to work that's a fucking like like, iconic album that I will always forever cherish in my heart. And she forever. loves Scotland
3: because she was had a Scottish boyfriend. Mentally weird piece of
2: trivia no, off the Lana. back. No, not
1: Lana. Like, I'm talking about Beyonce, uh, Beyonce.
2: Mentally weird piece of trivia off the back of that was the Beyonce song, Who Runs the World, Girls, it was written by six guys.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a conversation that fucks off every girl in the world. Beyonce, right, was sensational. We all agree Beyonce was sensational. And then she's done fuck all.
1: For the last, what, six Musically. Uh, Musical. Have you she, seen Netflix? Uh, we
0: saw that and we saw that she... she... did not create Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it would be good for her Beyonce
2: created everything. Was that Tidal thing not hard and Jay-Z and it's completely no, dagger well, in No, I mean, ass. is it
1: even? Yeah. Jay-Z
3: is still on Tidal. Like, you can't find Jay-Z I'm anywhere. D- but you, I mean, can, you
1: can find my song on Tidal. <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> one Beyonce is... Part <laughs> Beyoncé is back on Spotify now, but
2: that's because Tidal absolutely (laughs) died in its arse.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
3: it's the same way Apple is taking away iTunes now to try and create Apple Music. People aren't going to fucking do that.
0: Spotify's fucking nailed it. Spotify and YouTube have absolutely taken the market and gone. This is a cheap way to do it and get the music you want. Sometimes you have to pay for ads. Spotify, you get it for free, or you can get ads as well. But like, you know what I mean? Like, Tidal was the thing that was it was giving back to the artist, but people don't necessarily. Well, I don't mm. know, that was the, the theory, but people don't necessarily want to go back to the artist stage. They just go, I want all my music for quite cheap. If I what, are you, what, guys, what are you on then? What do, do we you
1: do? Do we have breakfast? Uh, not breakfast, toilet breaks?
0: Yeah, you can yes. jump to the toilet and then black. you can buy. we
1: have a breakfast break? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes.
1: I would like a rolling square right. sauce. Don't, <laughs> have,
2: don't take scrambled egg off Rachel Jackson.
1: <laughs> so in New Zealand,
0: right, what I used to do on my break is I used to go for a surf. I used he to work surf? at a pizza place. I used to go for a surf he on my smoko. No, everyone surfs. Nah, oh. surfs. <laughs> Not everyone surfs in New Zealand. I was. He was born on a, a biggie board. <laughs> I was. I was a decent surfer, but that's because I was brought up surfing. He was conceived on a surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> I was conceived at my auntie and uncle's house, <laughs> and I'm like, why no the man. fuck would you tell me where I was conceived? That's gross. I don't know why. This my mom out tried to my,
1: to. my mom tried to convince my grandparents that it was a immaculate conception. You know. she told my grandparents it's a mack- conception but your grandparents
0: like, no. know how sex works like they made some babies exactly. like they, like they yeah, exactly. know about that but shit.
1: my mum is my mum
0: your
3: mum is your mum <laughs> fucking nailed it
0: <laughs> that's the end of the podcast yeah. that's right James knows we've just come
3: back from the toilet break um, um, you might have just heard the wee can sound effect there <laughs> but that's what happens when we come back from the toilet
0: so your mum's your mum and your parents didn't actually bang so how was it brought up how was it Growing up with two virgins Christ. Yeah, yeah,
3: here's yeah, it the, being Jesus? F- f- fucking Gabriel <laughs> I mean, appeared to your mum and went You're having a baby
1: And here Lauren Spateri is yeah. A fucking well, drunk therapy podcast What <laughs> will we
2: call this child? Will we call it Jesus 2? Lauren Spateri Lauren, Lauren
0: Spateri <laughs> <Lauren's baby, laughs> <sorry. is> Jesus <laughs> 2 is a good <laughs> name, mate. <laughs> That's like Titanic 2 Titanic 2 is amazing No,
3: this is my problem with Titanic, right? Is we all joke about it but there was like a thousand people that died.
0: Ah, oh, yeah.
1: Oh, but there's um, been more people that have died in bigger situations.
0: Yes, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, don't, that, that's don't been ruined the polarized. Titanic joke for everyone. Like yeah. you, you've just shed on the fact that like we know there's not a sequel, and no. now you're like, but guys, what about the There must people? be
2: worse atrocities that we
3: make jokes about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking Leo didn't make it on
1: the fucking door. He did. He, <laughs>
0: he could
3: have though. Like, but he didn't. I think that was the first tits I've seen on screen. I No,
1: mine was Wild Things
3: i watched live tv when i was like six uh, years
2: or old or euro
1: trash oh euro trash yeah, Euro-trash. Was Euro-trash. yeah that was oh my that. god that used to be on late at night i used to watch it on my little silver tv that had the vcr and i'd be like
3: and you're I like just- put, pushing a tape in going right i'll just tape it so i can watch, watch, watch it again. again i uh i made an incredible
2: fuck up recently when i was talking to somebody about euro trash and they went what was the name of the person that presented it again and i went oh it was a uh, Anto- Jean-Paul Gaultier Anton Dubeck was the name that I gave And I was
3: just like What did he say? he
2: Strictly Come Dancing? And I was like no no It wasn't And I remember Jean-Paul Gaultier was like the was co-host like, yeah, yeah. guy Is There's he not the
3: guy that does the perfume,
2: aftershave? Yeah. He was,
1: and he's a massive designer he was but, always, yeah. yeah he
2: was always dressed in like Incredibly camp sailor outfits and stuff like No Euro that trash. was his
1: perfume <laughs> <laughs> Do
2: you
3: think Eurotrash was syndicated across Europe?
1: No, it was everywhere. Yeah. Actually, New Zealand, Zealand sure. definitely didn't
3: get it. Like you, I have no idea would, what the fuck like, so you're talking the about. New Zealand's not in Europe, mate. So
2: you, no, <laughs> Australia
0: is apparently
3: though. <laughs>
2: no. Eurotrash would have been on and say, I don't know, a Thursday night. I love that o'clock. shit, man. I Loved bet it. what was on Eurotrash to us was on the rest of Europe at like fucking four o'clock in the afternoon because it was just nothing. It was just like a set of tits, tits. every now and then. Well, so see when
3: you go to Italy, right? Have you ever seen? Have you ever, anyone ever been to Italy here? Yes. Yep. Yeah. They have tits out in the advertising. Like, but you watch tits bi- are
1: nothing exactly. we should all mean, fucking mad. tits are great
3: they are like you I'm know getting mine out
0: now
1: if they're nice hey, if I'm not, go,
3: I'm not gonna, gonna get mine out because that's still taboo to do uh, yeah. that. but it shouldn't be I remember
2: being why a, can
1: guys walk about with their fucking like tops off and girls can't
3: they should
2: be. Be, but even
1: uh, if I was to wear a bra about it'd be, it'd be a fucking big deal Or oh, I could see like the shape of your boobs like, who gives a fuck
3: it's interesting that if you wore a bra about People are like, I see your boobs. But if you wore a bikini about people, that's like, oh, acceptable. It's because no, advertising. It's still the same thing.
1: If I was to, like, guys walk around Glasgow with the tops off, if I was to just walk around with my bikini on, it'd but, be an issue. <laughs> but
0: those guys aren't. Hoping to, like, make big music careers, like, you know what I mean? Those are. No, the, but the what guys. if
1: I just want to get a fucking tan?
0: I think she's meaning in general, mate. Oh, no, 100%, 100%. I just but- mean it.
1: Why should I hide my body, but guys get to walk about with short shorts and no tops? And I, think either, I think
0: it's, it's a fair point. I think it's a fair point. I'm
1: not embarrassed about my body, but society makes me feel like I should hide. The fact that I've got just a little bit more bump on my chest than a man.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's the sexualisation of fucking humanity, isn't
1: it? Like no, but I like, well, you've got w-
3: African tribes that have like full nudity. Yes, uh, if it was like f- yeah, the, f- the whole family—they're all just sitting around and. The fucking chest is out, no matter what, and they don't really think about the human form in a sexual way. So it's just the way we've been conditioned in Western
2: society to believe that, that that's, that's not normal. I would that's say am,
1: see, but that's a problem that I have with a lot of things in life.
2: It's not like, even Western society. I say it was British society, maybe America as well, but rest of Europe is very candid and doesn't really I, give a shit. I
1: was brought up not being able to wear a nightdress growing up because like you can't show your legs, or do you know what I mean? Like like things like that. Of just like I feel like. Uh,
3: it's because you're the son of God, <laughs> the so daughter of
1: God, that. daughter God. There Sorry. has been a lot of pressure put on me. It's yeah. weird that
3: a lot of people ask
2: you about you, like your auntie being famous, but they never ask about your brother being Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, you would think yeah. that.
0: up, you know, it's actually bullshit though, because I loved like growing up as I a I love kid, Jesus. In God. New Zealand, <laughs> I used to walk around and like I'm not even joking, under uh, bo- like boxer shorts all day. We'd surf to my friend's house. And I would live in boxer shorts for about a week until I went back to my house, and it was just cool. It was just whatever the fuck. But like, if you are a lady, I don't think that's an option. No, but, and-
1: no, but listen, I was sick. I, I lived in South Africa until I was seven, for like, and I could walk about with no thong on because I didn't develop. I hadn't developed boobs yet. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you develop boobs, you got to hide that shit. You can't let anyone see it. And suddenly, you have to start wearing a little tankini that hides it and it's like well how come it was okay for me to run about with my vagina out and my top off like nothing on and now suddenly because I'm turning into a woman I have to hide it it's like you have to hide that shit I don't understand that
3: I, I genuinely I don't have an answer either other than I mean, my, my mind the, went there, to paedophiles well like, there, no there mm.
1: is there is my mum always comes out with that but like there's other people you have to watch out for there's other people well do you know what look after me as your six year old child and hopefully I won't get taken away by a paedophile and there <laughs> like, are paedophiles camera
0: phones now you know. paedophiles like boys as well you know what I mean Let's uh, <laughs> <I> say paedophiles <laughs> <pedophiles>? he, he <laughs> said <laughs> that in a way <weird laughs> hey don't leave me out no, <laughs> don't leave me out <laughs> no, <laughs> no but you know what <laughs> I mean they, <laughs> it's not necessarily just a girl thing it's no i feel
1: like we're all just too concerned about other factors in life do you know what i mean like i grew up in a time where i could go i like i didn't have a phone anything would be able to run it. no but it is like i grew up in like balakloklomond until i was six that's when i mean like i was in south africa for a bit but like before that it was like go out in the streets and like come back as soon as like the, the the street lights like like go on, like that's when you have to be home. And you'd be able to do whatever the fuck you wanted. And like that's a life that I want for my children. By the way, that's
3: some conformity there because I never came home when the streetlights were on. I was
1: like, I <laughs> know ah, I did. Um, no, um, like before like until I was like what like, 12, 13, like I I stayed stuck to the rules.
0: I, I was uh, I'm
1: like that,
3: thirteen. I was like, but fuck it, thirteen, 13 rebel. Thirteen switch on.
1: started smoking. That's when like, Jesus
3: yeah.
0: went to the desert.
3: Abandoned <laughs> um, these sister.
0: <laughs> I used to like get sent. So like when I was thirteen, right, that's when you start finding girls, or girls start finding guys. And oh, my we dad all start finding each other. Oh, we all start finding <laughs> each other. But my dad, right. I was we lived in the hood at the time and dad would make me walk was a New Zealand hood like just fucking angry hobbits hobbit just holes jumpers <laughs> <Yeah>. jumpers his <laughs> oh, hobbits that didn't quite make it <laughs> people like, 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 like hip hop hobbits New Zealand. Tom <laughs> Bombadil's fucking on the prowl you're gonna like start <laughs> yeah. getting trolled by fucking proper gangs in New Zealand which are like I mean, just, Tom
3: <laughs> Bombadil Tom Bombadil never family. ended up in the
0: films either <laughs> that's, that's some proper fucking literature commentary there we've got like <laughs> New Zealand's got gang issues. New Zealand has proper gang issues. Like gangs, songs, like. You but you've got I don't like, think
3: gangs. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no,
0: no, no, you ex- don't, don't, can no, Can
1: you explain to us Glaswegians what a gang is? No, really? no, no, I
3: mean, no, 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 no,
0: no. No, no. You like the I like gangs? How you c- said the gangs are going to
3: jump on a plane and come over and fight Danny and I. You know, like a fucking 13 of
0: The gangs are far more prominent than the ones in Glasgow are. Hundred percent. Google New Zealand gangs like it's mental. Mean gangs in New Zealand are like elves, like, urukai, dwarves, <laughs> orcs. No, seriously, you guys sheep. are like oh, Sucking we've got sheep. fucking zombie fucking sheep, fucking Shagging bastards. Oh <laughs> bloody oh, the fucking braveheart crew. No, it's proper. Like our gangs. Oh, ouch. That was racist. That was, racist. <laughs> that was quite racist. <laughs> that was quite racist. I did, oh, did so you feel like about the braveheart crew? <laughs> we talk about sheep. No, but no. Fuck you guys. You, like, you guys Sorry. like Oh look at our gangs We're tough as fuck Sorry. Look at Look Jealous. at any Jealous. Like documentary Watch Once Were Warriors And be like Oh that's cute New Zealand's cute There are there are problems In every fucking country And New Zealand's problems Are <laughs> filled with this. Cunts that are Fucking massive With face tattoos That kill now, people To
3: be fair I, if, if I was in New Zealand And I was travelling Right And I'll I'll say will concede this
0: I've never been Looking, More worried I've never been Scareder In my life I've never been as scared in in Glasgow as I have in New Zealand.
3: Yeah, well, what I was going to say is I'll concede that, you know, the the size of their rugby players, if I was to come up against someone that was even a wee bit violent, like a Glasgow gang member that looked like a New Zealand rugby (laughs) player... I'd probably fucking run a mile. Well, the thing is, what we do in the shadows
2: also shows that there's vampires and werewolves and <laughs> other crews as well. There's a lot of mythological yeah. and mythological creatures in New Zealand. If I, New Zealand. Bu-
1: if I bumped into a fucking vampire, I'd be I, head over heels. i just, I'd I just fall I in love. Just, That's what I'm you, waiting for.
0: Have you got any vampire fetish there? Oh, Boring.
1: massively. <laughs> I
0: hope you guys get trolled by like Munger Mob and Black Panther because I'm like, fucking I'd want to vampires, fucking love you. Sorry, I, I would no, love you guys to get a hit on you from the other side of the world. Everyone just, just go silent
2: for a minute You hope we get trolled by who? Black Power
0: and Mungbermum mum. Mungbermum Mum. That's shit chat from you Danny Danny that's not it You heard what I said Guys That's not even guys, good chat at all Can
1: we all not fall out? That's <laughs> shit chat we're, we're just,
0: just trying to, try
2: to start some gang war.
3: Jesus' here. His sister is bringing us back into <laughs> That's
0: shit chat Danny That's such shit chat What
1: are we going to talk about now? I don't know Spiteri Spiteri Give us some sexy words. Sexy words.
0: Because <laughs> at the moment you do your sexy voice, but I've also I reckon okay. I could out sexy you with my sexy voice. Wow, that's going places. What did you say? Uh, b- did you just say bishop?
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> bishop. that's the least. Oh, bishop. <laughs>
1: How's this? Harold Bishop. No, but, <laughs> I think, but I think the pronunciation of it is sexy, <laughs> like bishop. Get, yeah. get down on your fucking knees Bitch <laughs> Fucking <laughs> hell they We've had Nagara And she's
3: not yeah. been that kinky <laughs> Before this descends Into the weirdest sexy <laughs> off Of all time Which I don't think Anyone wants to hear
0: Bitch um, <laughs> I mean I can't Spiteri, that. Yeah
3: When you came in tonight You were showing off Your t-shirt Which is Motley Crue But an original From their tour Yes And I was thinking Man you must have From your family Some mental fucking Tour stories artist stories and i want to hear them all
1: tour stories oh just um, even
3: mental music industry stories
1: so no actually (laughs) there there was always like me and steph and sarah who were eddie campbell like the original keyboard players and children we would always like from a pretty young age like go and like steal the vodka and all this shit and hide under tables and get pissed and like you know just run and riot but it's not so much a showbiz story, but when I was... My mum and I and my aunt lived in this house together and it, I found an address, an address book that my aunt had and it had all these celebrities' numbers in it and it had Brian Adams. And maybe for about a year, I used to call Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs> but I never made it like so obvious to the point where he would like... I mean, like block a number, or whatever. Like, so I like I always knew that our house number that we lived in was like barred. Like, it would never sh- like. But well, before mm-hmm. this, you didn't even have mobile phones. It's like you it press one four one. You you you, you 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 wouldn't be able to like you wouldn't be able to hear the number. It was like a private number. So like I remember my friend Lindsay and I'd be like, I'll get Brian Brian Adams' number. <laughs> upstairs. What did you do though? Like- <laughs> we would call. <laughs> We would call up and like it started off just like hello, and then we'd hear his voice. But it, like it wouldn't always be his voice; it would be like I guess someone who worked for him or whatever, like a woman's voice, or whatever.
3: Ryan's phone.
1: But then there was like when he done that, baby, when you're gone, fucking
3: amazing, with Melcy. Really?
1: And, really? and we call up, and we go, baby, when you're gone, <laughs> and this went on for about a year, and then like. I just, I felt like. The
3: Did anyone, they said, have you ever no. told your aunt that?
1: Yeah, no, I told my aunt and my mom. I like to think. And have you ever met
3: a, Brian Adams since?
1: No, but let's do a song, Brian.
0: <laughs> I'd like to think po- uh, Brian Adams in a podcast somewhere just going, there was this one fucking kid that used to just ring up and fucking quote my <laughs> like, song. No, but
1: like, not, like, it, it didn't start off, like, it, used to, it started off as just like being like, oh my God, that was Brian Adams. And then put the phone down. And then it was like, then, we'd, then we would sing. When I was younger I used to Robin Hood
0: Yeah
3: Everything I Do Kevin Costner
1: th- like, Yeah Like that was big. They had
3: to take that song Out Christian's, of the charts Because it was doing so well
1: Christian Slater Was one of my first crushes
3: And where is he now?
1: And so was Casper the Ghost But the actual cartoon
0: Sexy
1: ghost, very
3: sexy. <laughs> it's like ghost. your weird Jessica Rabbit fetish. <laughs> no, like, all the guys are like ghost. Jessica Rabbit. You fancy a
1: ghost? I, ironically, <laughs> yep. Mel C
2: was mine, and she sang "Baby, with <laughs> oh, Ryan Adams, oh my god, yeah.
1: we're all come, we're all yeah. interlinking in together, fantasies. Yeah. In so, it's great.
0: if we were to look at your phone now, who's the most famous person you've got on there? We just just, if, just name drop for a second. Who's the most famous person on your phone? James. There's a few. <laughs> just just big names. Um, Throw them all at us if you want. <laughs>
1: Um, Mary McCartney Paul uh, her, his daughter Stella yeah, yeah. no Stella's no I know I know like. Stella but I'm friends with Mary um, what fucking you you
3: like have a Beatles daughter <laughs> oh my god I've not told pretty-
1: you about my story with Paul McCartney well, tell us yes, your fucking Stella's Paul McCartney story
3: yeah, I mean, wait, I've only got one okay. story about Brian Adams prank call you got <laughs> a fucking
1: story with Paul <laughs> McCartney <laughs> um so i had i'd not long moved to london and i was living with my aunt like she was amazing she put me up and i was staying in her house and one night like her missed day my little cousin was at her dad's house because my aunt and him are separated it's just me and char and we're like let's have like a bit of a movie night getting in our pajamas and chill out so we're on the sofa and we're chilling. And the buzzer goes so the buzzer's like the door, it comes through to the phone and I'm like I answer it, Hey, oh, hey, it's Paul. <laughs> and I say to my aunt, Paul's at the door and she went, Oh, yeah, let him in. So I press the thing.
3: You've no idea I, who this is at this time.
1: Well oh, no. She goes, It's Paul. I said that him and Nancy can come over. They can come over. I'm like, Okay, cool. I'm in my PJs, I'm like that, I'll go and let like let them in and I answer the door and it's fucking Paul McCartney and Nancy <laughs> <laughs> What do you say? Happening, hi Happening
3: what
2: I you go hi
1: And he goes Oh darling And I'm like Oh I'm I'm Charlene's niece and It's like such a pleasure to meet you And he's so lovely And Nancy's so lovely And they They just happen to be Going over to This Chinese restaurant That was near my aunt's house And they thought They'd pop in and say hello Fucking hell So they come downstairs And my aunt and I Are chilling on the sofa Like in the, the basement And like He's I, I was like I'm going to go out for a cigarette And he comes with me And he's like Darling Why are you Why are you smoking He's like, you know, I felt the pressure back in the days and the Beatles of like having to smoke. And I'm like, no, I'm fucking addicted. Like, it's not a pressure. Like, I'm addicted now. And he's like trying to give me the advice to stop smoking. And I
3: thought he was coming out for a cigarette with you. He's just coming out to lecture me. He's coming out to,
1: well, not lecture me, but advise me. Is he
3: a wee bit steaming?
1: No, he's not at all. He's it's, not at all. He was lovely, and it was just like what a fucking honor to meet him. And like standing in my fucking pajamas, and he's like trying to tell me like how to better my life of not to you, smoke.
2: Were you old enough to appreciate?
1: I was the, twenty-one. Ah, okay. So yeah. you
2: were old enough to yeah. appreciate the mentalness of yeah. what was going on. Do you know? And the, then
1: no, but can I can I tell you the story goes on? So I go out with my friend Paula, and we're out shopping. This is maybe about two months later. And there's this shop just behind Liberties that used to sell, like, these Swarovski, like, gifts. Whether it was, like, a a little jewel box or just, like, little gifts. And it was quite expensive. And my aunt was, like, she's obsessed with skulls. So I was like, I'm going to go in. She's been putting me up in her house. I'm going to go and buy her this nice gift in this shop. And I go into the shop. And me, I guess, dressing the way that I do and looking the way that I do... I go in and, like, no one wants to help me. So it's
3: a pretty woman moment?
1: Well, no, it is. No one wants to help me or, like, you know, give me a hand. And I'm, like, kind of, like, I think, oh, but you wouldn't be able to afford that. I'm, like, okay. So I walk out and I'm literally with my friend Paula on the phone. And we're, try- like, whatever we're trying to do. And uh, fucking Paul McCartney is walking into, <laughs> no, is walking into the shop as we're going to Lauren, darling! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, and I'm going does he fucking remember who I am because like I would, like, j- like no, he that must
3: was... meet a, a thousand people a day
1: no but that's it like how the fuck does he and he goes I'm trying to get a gift for whoever it is come into the shop with me and I go in and then suddenly everyone wants to fucking serve me something and I was just like I'm not giving them the fucking money
0: and the fucking shop assistant went oh fuck well, I shit it. the bed oh, i must most of that and go- he's <laughs> like and
1: like, Paul's like taking me a bit going like oh what should I get for like like he explained whatever the situation was the gift that you had to get and then suddenly everyone wants, wants to help me, and I'm like, fuck you guys, and I'm, I'm not giving you my fucking. Fuck money. you
3: guys, give me it for free because. Bobo well, no, no,
1: like, but that's it. Like, never fucking judge a book by its cover.
3: <laughs> I agree with it. I agree with it. That's fucking cool So fuck them.
1: I mean, they're fucking closed down now, so it's fine. So can we call Paul McCartney? <laughs>
0: can we? Can we? Can we give him a call? No, we'll, I've not got his number. we're phoning uh, his daughter though. Uh, ah, that's no. good. That's. A, a no, we're not. We're not phoning anyone.
3: We're not going to take your phone this time. <laughs> Next time, though, we might. <laughs> I message, Lauren, earlier and I might have actually been because I've been working night shift at like two in the morning and yet there's a worry when you message people at two in the morning because I have to clarify it. I had to clarify it with someone that I messaged last night and went, by the way, I'm not steaming. I've just worked night shift because <laughs> you send so many random messages when you're drunk at like two yeah. in the morning. And I went, yeah, Lauren, there's a fucking, there's something that I want to talk about called shamenesty
1: Yeah.
3: That is all about thrown out ...confessions from when you were younger that you've never told anyone, but they're light-hearted. And I, I sent it to you and you said you, you did, might not yeah. have anyone, or any, and ah, I've got one that I need off my chest. It just Please. popped out of my head all the other day, man. I was like, fuck, I've never told anyone this, and...
0: Is this worse than the time you rubbed one out with your mum in the room?
3: Uh, probably not mate
0: that's not that should have been shameless. to
1: <laughs> no i've got one i've got one that i can tell after this right, right, <laughs> this so just made me think of it I was, you go for yours it's so i weird. love that. that's an inspirational
3: <laughs> sentence i am I, um, I was a wee arsehole when i was younger
2: like no. genuinely
3: and um, probably still am but my mom and dad found it hard to deal with me so i got grounded a lot but also i got sent up to my room a lot so the tv was downstairs and I remember the TV... We all collectively came round on a Friday night and we watched Roseanne because it was a big TV show back in the day. And I remember being excluded from that experience because I was being a wee arsehole. My mum and dad punished me by sending me upstairs. And and because I was upstairs and the toilet was downstairs and I was really angry, my dad's jacket was... (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say this. My dad's jacket was... In the room that I was locked in, not locked in, but like seconded to upstairs, told not to come down. And as a former rebellion, you're when I needed it. a piss, oh, right. I pissed all over my dad's jacket. Was it leather? Please oh. tell me it was leather. No, it was fabric. Because leather would mean that it would just go off. But
2: aftermath of
1: this,
3: I never told anyone. Ooh. Surely must. And known. now you, no, I don't know, me.
1: I don't no, know. I pissed piss on my dad's smell like jacket. Little pislingers
2: like yeah right, but I remember
3: Lauren. I remember the I remember there was a railway dump area in front of us and I remember there being a jacket similar to that on a poster and I don't know if they found out or no, they, I would like to think that because like we lure. didn't grow up we were fucking real working lower class I don't think we could just go out and buy a jacket no. so I like to think that my dad maybe washed it or didn't realize but I I pissed on my fucking dad's jacket <laughs> That's
2: terrible It that really is <laughs> that's that's... I feel better about mine
3: <laughs> What was the
2: story that came out of your Well head? no
1: because like You, you were like uh, The way that story went Was like you have to confess to something But this is just more of a story That you were embarrassed about But there has been a but time Have you told
3: anyone about this embarrassing story before? No So it's like you're confessing it? first time oh, that's no, a shameless thing. and shameless no, day means that no one, one judges there,
1: then when you started talking about piss there was one as well, well. let's like,
3: go let's go for the one that Shane first one yeah okay. inspired so
1: um, so I had I'd been living at that flat in Salt Market that you knew and then there was a whole lot of shit that had happened and I have to move I had to move back with like, my grandparents for like a few months anyway went back there and like I'd not long split up with my boyfriend and you know a girl needs like as much as a guy does to like sadly, have sadly. you know her her way, and this uh, <laughs> this isn't the same thing that you were talking about. but I got like wasn't unpacking my grandmother's and I had woken up pretty early in the morning and felt a little urge to see myself off to this uh, to this <laughs> <You> see
3: myself off
1: <laughs> to this to this rampant rabbit that I just <laughs> rampant rabbit that I just been bought as a gift um for my birthday just like previously anyway had done that and like not thinking about like putting away has like put it on this my bedside cabinet and this thing is bright pink and out there and my grandmother walks (laughs) in my grandmother walks in in the morning (laughs) and she goes morning and she looks straight at and she goes you want any tea or anything for breakfast Or anything for breakfast and I go no I'm fine and like I was like I was sitting in my bed for like 20 minutes going how the fuck do I go down the stairs and like doesn't an approach to this situation of like knowing that she's seen that and she knows what the fuck it is like she's been around for 70 odd years but she knows what that shit is and going and being like but she's a she's a woman. She should understand. But like that is also a thing that I come back to. Like, why the fuck feel embarrassed about that shit? It's alright for guys. No, 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 no.
0: We not, would feel very right. embarrassed by that. I it. mean, when I, would
1: when my you? dad, like, no, walked... but no, but I feel as if there's a massive joke that's being made about like, oh yeah, guys, are, you're like, you're supposed nah, to have nah, a wank nah, over nah, this. because when girls feel that, sexual I think it's, urge I think too. it's
3: family. Because if I walked in and if a wank, I would have a joke about it. But see, when oh, my dad, mean, <laughs> when my dad caught me having a wank. That's never been spoken about since. It's family. Your your family don't need to see you do that shit. No,
1: they don't. No, one hundred percent, they don't. But there's also just like that added th- that added thing of being like, I don't know. Like growing up, it felt as if like women like that wasn't what they were supposed to do. Like, and it still is. Like to get as much joy out of sex as men. Yes,
3: do. yes, I agree with that because I never, I never once want- love it. I never once switched on to the idea that girls masturbated until I was very, very late Oh, we teens. do. Yeah, but like <laughs> the, the, the whole idea was just guys fucking pulled it until it was raw, but girls... because I don't even understand how a girl would masturbate because the whole chat around... No, but the whole chat around uh, sex for guys at that time when you were growing up was about penetration.
1: Sex is many different things.
3: I don't know, maybe I'm I, and I isolated in this, but I didn't understand it you know, you just rub the cut, and that means that girls can get off. For me, it was everything that i have been taught on the fucking playground sex school was you poke, you fuck, and that's it. Well, you didn't realise the nuance of a vagina. No, we didn't... <laughs> That, no, but that's true. That i not, Am I isolated in no, that.
1: Totally. like, the, no, you're there's,
3: not the, wrong. there's, a, there, there's a lot of depth to a vagina. Exactly, but we are not taught. No. We have the playground sex school but, teaches you no, poke, fuck. Al- that's n- it.
1: No, but also, the, no, I know, I know. Do, I know they, I'm not reducing do. it to the fucking no, caveman. They do. I, rem- I, I remember, way, yeah. I remember yeah. being at school and being called um, a VL because I hadn't yet kissed yeah. anyone. Because yeah. I when I was at too. school, girls were fucking boys when they were thirteen years old. That happened. As well. no, and, eat, and, that, and that didn't feel okay to me like i was not ready i wasn't ready to kiss a boy to have any sort of relationship with just i with, know. with a guy <laughs> <laughs>
3: no.
1: that's just that's just no. new zealand no, no but no, i know but i wasn't at all it wasn't like when i was 15 when i was you remember mauro uh, like, yes, yes yeah that was my first boyfriend when i was 15 and like that was like a like a slow steady thing when i knew girls that were like having sex when they were 13 years old and i just found that fucking bizarre <laughs> do you want to hear
3: something amazing right and I, we'll get on to your shameless day next danny because I, I know it's gonna be a weller but see <laughs> so i was 17 right i didn't lose my virginity till i was 17 because there was a lot of people around that are uh, when i was younger i was like i don't really agree with the idea of just having sex with fucking any random person because it was happening
1: and i still don't yeah i've never had a one night stand in my life
3: but see when i (laughs) (laughs) see when i was uh i I was with my girlfriend at the time see even when i had the first like feel of her breasts uh, uh, it sounds weird saying that all
1: over the shot (laughs) no
3: no i turned around and i said i'm really sorry (laughs) Like in a way that, you know, you felt like guilty. About it. Uh, you're yeah, like, Oh, yeah. I'm really sorry and she was like, No, it's fine. But it was like it was exploratory because both of us were the same. She was like, It's fine. And I'm like, I, I I just don't know how to, you know, navigate this experience like in the right way because I'd never been that mad shagger mentality when I was younger. And I was I was always kinda respectful and knew what I wanted. I wanted to lose my virginity to someone that I loved, like the fucking Disney fucking idealist view that you grew up on. But it was more to me that I was just viewing cunts in the scheme, going, I've shagged her, I've shagged her. I'm like, mate, it's it just fucking sounds empty, man. Well, and I knew is. it then. So
1: empty.
2: I'll yeah. veer, I'll veer ch- off shagging and take my shamelessly towards attempted homicide. <laughs> <laughs> There's a parent that I don't talk to anymore, which just.
1: Probably what, no. a parent? Yeah, yeah me no too. Yeah, high five. I don't speak to my dad. Fucking yes. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. haven't done Cute, for a long time. Fucking bonding over not speaking
3: to your dad. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: like, imagine being a parent that doesn't want anything to do with their child. Yeah, like, fuck concert, you.
3: So, oh um, man, this is another episode. I didn't, I, this, that
2: was, was a, <laughs> this wasn't. An
1: no, I'm. I'm fucking. I'm all for that episode. <laughs> right, you but, two um, daddy
3: issues.
2: No, this wasn't even my daddy issues. <laughs> this
1: was... I know. I do. Kinda like. I'm sorry. I'm gonna let you go one. I started th- seeing a, th- a therapist like mid last year, and I never thought I had any Me issues. Too, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, no, no but, no, but she was like, she was like, you have daddy issues, <laughs> like big time. Anyway, go on.
2: So yeah, uh, he had a a partner and at one stage and I had a cat that I fucking loved and uh it was quite an old cat and it was getting on. It's all but coming
3: out about the cats now, isn't it? I've nah,
2: yeah, cats. Had have nothing <laughs> against cats, it's just your fucking demon cat that I don't like. But the um this cat we were,
0: horrible cat noise we were about to like, <laughs> let's
2: focus. We were about to have to get rid of this cat because uh, the partner of my father was allergic to cats. So what I done and I was young and I didn't know any better. But I used to rub the cat on the pillow yes. that she was going to be sleeping on that night, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was only a few years. You didn't know the ramifications. I, of I that, didn't that, really did. think about it. I was just like, if, if if she gets such a bad allergic reaction, then the cat will stay. And uh, it was only like a few years later. I think I told one of my sisters, and she was like. She might have died because <laughs> of that oh, I was like well
3: That's, that's an awesome shameless day And we absolve you of everything Thank you Shane oh. You want a Shameless day. Yeah, what
1: you asked, I, what you did. I like the
0: song that's whatever a shane she does
1: <laughs> tell you his history I
0: fucking love that one We need uh, to be You need to come to every single <laughs> episode just to sing topics
1: <laughs> Um Go on,
0: Shane. I went to a party, right, and I would have been—I would have been 16. And I went to a party, and the mum was there because you're 16. Everyone's there, but the mum. Someone's still like looking after the place. Milf is, it, is, is, it, is, it, is it no, a No She yeah. was about 52. There's a milf. She was yeah. past milf. But anyway, so she's sitting there doing this this um uh, jigsaw puzzle, right? And this end room, and every, you walk through this room to get into the party, and then the rest of the house is open.
1: It's a puzzle It's a puzzle. <laughs>
0: I love the singing, it helps. It helps a lot. It's like a weird narration. <laughs> <laughs> it's a puzzle. So anyway, this lady is doing a puzzle. Puzzle. And <laughs> and um she's it's a ten thousand piece puzzle. It's mental. I know I I'm drunk. I'm sixteen at the time. What? She's drunk? You're drunk. I just take one she's piece. Drunk. I take one piece as a joke, because I'm like, she's not gonna be done this for fucking weeks. <laughs> <piece. laughs> I take one piece and I walk away and then I just live my life and I have fun at the party. I'm I'm young. I'm like hey parties <laughs> like that. Like I'm there's a my internal monologue singing away in the background. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, later on in the night, the whole party starts. It's viral in this party. It's going mental. Yay! (laughs) She has lost a piece. She's lost a piece, and it's her last piece of it. That's my piece. 10,000 piece puzzle. uh, puzzle. It's like, it's properly everyone. No one gives a fuck about this story. (laughs) (laughs) She's like Lauren's going (laughs) to sing. I I know. I'm just trying to figure out how to work with her. I'm like, all right, we'll figure this out. So, anyway. This lady's puzzle is one piece missing It's the end of the night TikTok <laughs> And I fucking I rock up like a fucking legend Nah what? Nah, that's the cure Nah I don't think she wants to call my fucking legend like, Nah, no am so lying <laughs> I rock up like a legend Because everyone's like We've
1: lost a piece
0: And I pull it out of my pocket his ass, <laughs> pulled it out of my bum pocket, my back pocket as we call it, and I put it in the fucking jigsaw, and I finished the fucking jigsaw. At sixteen years old, I'd finished, I'd finished a sixteen thousand million piece jigsaw. A sixteen <laughs> piece, a
2: one. sixteen piece jigsaw, sixteen
0: million piece. There was a lot of pieces.
2: Other than the fact that you shoved a jigsaw piece puzzle up your (laughs) ass, what is shameful
0: about that story? The fact that I ruined some lady's fucking four weeks of work to fucking get away short-term goal. Big my 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 favorite
1: jigsaw puzzle. My favorite didn't even
0: touch the sides.
3: (laughs) My favorite part about that story is that we allowed you the time to make it up. No 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 (laughs) no no. No, no, We had had my story. We had Lauren's story. We had Danny's story, and you're like. Yeah, I'm gonna make up something about a jigsaw.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine is true, and the other thing is, I was thinking, as I, I was saying to you while we we're pissing between that, I was like, all the ones that I would, I would tell, like the tea bag and the brother and stuff like that, I've already told. But that one was, I felt bad because this old cute lady who was letting us all party at her house. It seems very convenient. It, see when
3: you watch like a biograph <laughs> like a biographical movie, or a, you read a book, they squash the convenient times into their like the most exciting yeah why is this woman finishing a fucking puzzle on the party night you know a 14,000 piece puzzle <laughs> she just saved it for the I night of our son's party oh, yeah. 16 million piece puzzle yeah, it just <laughs> seems like the I
0: know when they do time. that
1: one yeah was, I was just uh, like
0: wait till we Johnny's here and all his mates she was in the side room but it was ten. Uh, it was either a thousand piece or 10,000 piece there's Anyways, probably a huge difference between them I think
3: but- I think Shameless Day has been a good success
0: yep We'll, we'll bring that back. All right. Well, if we're bringing something back, Lauren, if you <laughs> this is the question I throw out to everyone: if you were to get away with murder, how would you do it?
1: Oh, okay. So i i have I have thought about this. For Every fuckers thought about this. Thought about yeah.
0: it. Everyone knows how they do it. Seconds.
1: I'll get I'll get straight up to the mic. Um, so it depends. I mean, it depends how the actual killing went down. So I would probably, I think it would probably be through passion.
3: Definitely <laughs> like that, murder weapon, passion. <laughs> no,
1: it'd probably be through passion and I'd probably, like, knock them down and then, no, so, it'd be some sort of thing. No, but like, okay, let's just get through that, like how it how it happens. But like, they're dead. They're on the floor. I would chop them up. <laughs>
0: no. All right. Well, what? No. Like, what are you using to cut them?
1: Um, I would use I would use like a good um like like axe saw. Like depending on the joints of their body, it would have to be different like thickness. Like
0: a chainsaw.
1: Well, no, d- probably a chainsaw for the like if I wanted to do the spine, I guess. But for like the elbows and knees, I could use a normal saw. Got <laughs> do a it. Do you like night a lot of neck
2: cave? because if you don't I fucking recommend (laughs) heartily
1: so I would do that then what I would do is I'd probably like cut the majority of the meat off and put it through a mincer and feed it to my dog Um, that's
0: good that's very very good I mean is it good for the dog?
1: well yeah but the bones the bones if you know a few butchers you cut those like butchers are always giving the fucking bones and shit to like their close customers dogs you leave that shit and you're some butchers that you live around that's it the evidence is gone It's passed around so many different so many different people that like no one can really trace it back to the one person that's, that's
3: elaborate isn't it what popped <laughs> into my head there was um,
1: Lauren has murdered a few people <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she
0: knows she's killed some people before It's not, her first
3: and I'm, I'm not I'm not asking anyone in here to answer because I know that Danny's got a train to grab in like a few minutes is See, you murdered someone, and I'm throwing this out to Twitter. Is there a black market for using and harnessing their organs so you could make some cash money? For dog food. Well,
1: there already is in the fucking NHS.
3: Nah, but you can't because they. You can't murder someone and throw it in front of the NHS, right? right okay, yeah. So <laughs> anyone on Twitter that knows black market for murder, get in touch and just explore it as a topic. We're not going to do it. so <laughs> it. Well, <laughs> I'm not <I'm, well>, <laughs> saying. Like, like
0: the uh, grimmest of. I hope we get
3: responses on this. Um, Lauren. Yeah. It's been amazing talking I know, to it's you. It's been
1: so amazing speaking to you guys. You
3: are playing live again in September. A Friday night, I believe. Okay, the twenty
1: seventh of September, King Tuts. Tickets are on sale. You can go into my Instagram at Lauren Spitere, uh, Facebook, whatever these like I mean social things. Just we'll, find we'll, my fucking tickets and buy one.
3: We'll link it on Friday night, man. King Tuts. If you've never it's been to King off, Tuts it's a And fucking then we're gonna amazing. go
1: to um the new which is it's called the locale, which is the new spot that the beer hall have opened. Josh Josh bar has opened up. We're gonna go there for an after party. So You're gonna be on the
2: steps one day of King Tuts. That's a weird thing to brag about but you could be like 20, I mean twenty nineteen yeah. Lawrence Bateri is gonna be on a step. It, it one will
1: day. be. That
3: could one be one day it will be. And we're all gonna go and see collectively Lauren and go to the local as well. And it's been amazing catching up with you. Yeah, it's been now. great.
1: Thank you so much, boys.
3: And I'm not Men. going anywhere near mm. you when you're in a vehicle or your dog is hungry.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> or I'm making a smoothie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was Drunk Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast, go listen to some of the other ones. The old you would have. If you're on socials, like us there as well. Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Therapy. It's something weird on Twitter, which I can't remember right now.